Welcome to the Next Level Healer podcast. We are building community to support your unique healing journey. I'm Evangeline Hemrick, your host, and I believe that every human being has the potential to be their own unique healer. We all have infinite possibilities of how we can be in service to the world and how we can help ourselves. This podcast is supported by my ministry, where I offer online courses, coaching, intuitive development, shamanic practitioner training, and so much more. You have not found this podcast by accident, and I'm so happy that you're here. Let's let the healing begin. This beautiful music is compliments of Isaac Perry. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Mm, I hope you had a wonderful spring equinox, depending on where you are on the planet. (laughs) In my hemisphere, this is the real beginning of the year. So here's to new beginnings. And I've got a lot of exciting things to offer you coming up. Applications and registration is still rolling in for my signature energy healing training program online. You can take this anywhere in the world that you might be. And I've extended the registration deadline because there was just so much going on. There were so many fun things that were happening and I felt like I needed to extend the deadline to after Easter. So we do not begin the coursework until April 17th. If you're interested, let me know. I do interview to see if that program would be a fit for you because it is a deep dive and it lasts for about six weeks. So that is coming up. My teacher, Raymond Grace, is coming to Kernersville, North Carolina. Woo woo! I have seen this happening for years and it is finally manifesting and I could not be more excited about it. Raymond Grace will be here April 22nd, which is Earth Day. It's also the day of my dog Shanti's crossover. It'll be her two-year anniversary, so it's a very auspicious day. April 22nd and 23rd, we will have the honor of having Raymond Grace in our community. Let me know if you want to sign up for that. And if you're not ready for my deep dive energy work training, which is called Next Level Healer as well, if you're not ready for that, you might be interested in what I'm offering on the May 5th Cinco de Mayo 5-5 portal. It's just a two-hour class on how to incorporate flowers, the spiritual aspect, and energetic components of flowers into your healing practice. No matter what type of work you do, this is ultimate flower power for any type of practitioner. That is offered online, and it is just from 12 p.m. Eastern to 2 p.m. So anyone can take this from anywhere, and it's only a two-hour commitment. So I've got offerings for you at every level of time (laughs) that you would like to spend with me. If you want to spend two hours, if you want to spend six weeks, or if you want to spend a weekend with me and Raymond Grace, you let me know. So recently I had the pleasure 
of speaking to a group of budding, bright new massage therapy students, some of which were getting ready to graduate. I spoke to the day and the night classes, and it was such a thrill because I still love being a massage therapist after 28 years. And so I had a lot to share with them and I really loved some of their questions. And we went so intuitively in a lot of different directions, which is what I always do when I speak with a group or I teach a class. I really ride that wave of the energy of the people that I'm working with. So looking back on some of the questions that they submitted to me, mm, I have even more detailed answers that I want to give to you and to them. And I hope that they're going to listen too, because I was telling them when I met with them, they're the reason I wrote my first book, True Calling. People who are going into the holistic healing profession and industry, people who are getting ready to put their hands on a lot of people and nurture people are the ones that I wrote that book to. And I wrote it like a love letter. So if you are at any point in your journey of being a holistic practitioner, I promise you, you would get a lot out of True Calling, my workbook, and it's available on Amazon. So that was one of the questions that one of the students posed was, at what point in my career did I decide that I wanted to write a book and why? I remember very well in 2018, oh, I had been off the internet for almost five years and I was loving it. <laughs> I had no social media presence, hadn't had a business card in years, didn't have a website, didn't need one. My reputation preceded me in my community and I didn't even have any new spots for new clients anyway. So it really didn't matter because people would be like, can I get a card? Or yeah, what's your website? And I would just smile and be like, don't have one. Don't need one. <laughs> and this burning desire in my heart to write a book kept nagging at me and kind of tapping on my shoulder and being like, you need to let other therapists and healers and practitioners know what all you've learned from all the mistakes that you've made and the ways that you've gotten good at what you do, which is just, just totally through trial and error because I didn't have a book like <laughs> what I ended up writing. So that was what happened in 2018. And I really argued with that nudge from spirit. I argued for quite a while because I was like, I don't want to write a book. I, I am good at what I do. People are beating my door down for sessions. I have a wait list. I don't, I don't need to do that. I don't need to make myself uncomfortable and stretch out of my comfort zone. But you know what? My soul desired to do that. And so I did get a lot of satisfaction out of writing the book, even though I had to just um, like take my time and like between sessions, I would kind of jot down ideas I had about chapters that I wanted to write. And it came together and I launched it at the end of 2019. When the shutdown happened in 2020, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt why I had worked so hard to get that book out. 
because I realized when we all got shut down and we were in our homes, I realized how important it is for practitioners to have a well of nourishment and support, something I didn't have for a lot of those first two decades. I felt like it was lonely sometimes being of service to humanity and trying to figure all that out. So that was why I wrote my book and I was really far into my healing practice at that point. And another question that came in that I thought was a good one was when I graduated massage school way back in 1995, (laughs) ancient times, did I already know what kind of therapist I wanted to be? I thought I wanted to do prenatal, postpartum, and infant massage for the most part when I graduated. That took me to my first continuing ed class was Nurturing the Mother with Claire Miller. And for many years, I did a lot of prenatal massage. I did a lot of doula work, um, labor support massage, and I did teach couples infant massage for many years. But what I've noticed is your passions and those niches that you decide to specialize in, they change. They change and grow as you do. And for a long time, I was really into giving massage to AIDS patients and working to support HIV nonprofits where uh, people who were dealing with AIDS did not have enough positive, unconditional love touch. I did that for a long time. Then I really got into working with cancer patients. And I even had a, a huge event when I owned a spa where cancer patients could come and they could have spa treatments one day a month, absolutely for free. And the amount of practitioners that I had turn out for that was so, it was so crazy. It was so inspiring and heartwarming to watch all of these massage therapists, cosmetologists, nail techs, estheticians turn out and just love on these people going through cancer. Oh, those were good times. But what I'm saying to you is this, over the years, my interest groups and specialized fields that I wanted to focus on in terms of massage therapy and body work, it would change. My interests would change and grow. And I feel like that is going to happen to you if you stay in this career long enough. I also feel like something that I was really good at teaching when I used to teach massage was teaching people how to preserve their bodies because the burnout rate and attrition that I talk about in my book with massage therapists is so high because if they're not pouring back into themselves, if they're not receiving regular sessions and lots of good self-care in in real practical ways, self-care not in theory, but in the doing of a self-care investment every single week. That's what's going to keep you loving doing this as long as I have and I do 28 years in. And it's just going to keep you young. And I feel it keeps you prosperous as well if you continue to pour into yourself with regular sessions. Not to mention, not to go so far into what I write in the book, but what you learn. Because I feel like those sessions that you invest in once you graduate massage school, that is your continuing ed investment in a huge, huge payout way. 
unexpected challenges that I was forced to deal with in my first year of working for myself? Oh, is this a good question? And I think it's like a whole book I need to write. It definitely has to do with my own money story that a lot of people are not aware of. I don't even know if I got into this question at Forsyth Tech with the students. So I hope y'all are listening to this answer. Okay. So in 99 and 2000, I had a dream. I had this concept and this theme for the day spa that I wanted to open. I knew how I wanted to do everything. I knew how I wanted every room to be decorated in a different element theme. I had it all worked out in my, in my mind, but I was not confident in my business skills at that point. I wasn't even 30 years old. I was like in my mid twenties at that point. And I had a boyfriend who (laughs) had graduated from Wake Forest University. And he was like, I have all the business side worked out for this. This is your dream and we're going to make it happen. And I'll be the business part and you just go in there and have the vision and decorate and do your sessions and create your treatment menu. And I was like, okay, right on. Yeah, let's do that. Well, we chose to open in a place that there was so much alignment. It was right place, right timing in Kernersville, North Carolina, where I still am today. And this was a long time ago. This was 22 years ago. There were no day spas in Kernersville when we opened May 15th of 2001. Within a year and a half of us being open, there were five day spas. That's how ripe the industry was at that point. So that was definitely meant to be. But the interesting challenge that came up for me that I did not see happening was four weeks into opening, the FBI came and took my boyfriend away. And he was arrested and put in jail for bank fraud that I didn't know anything about. He was put in jail for seven years. And I was also investigated, but they quickly learned that I didn't know what was going on. And I was very innocent about all the um, money things that he was doing that were quite shady. So, um, yeah, that was the unexpected challenge. And he left me with absolutely nothing. And he, because of him, my credit was ruined. I had no borrowing ability. I had no money, no money at all. And I had the spa that everyone said I just needed to close the doors and walk away. I didn't close the doors and walk away. And four and a half years later, the business was grossing half a million. So this was a long time ago, but I was able to sell that business and go and teach and do other things that I wanted to do. And there's a lot more to this story. There's a lot more crazy stuff ensued and a lot more hard lessons learned. But I was forced to learn how to be in business. Because I would have much rather just done the creative side and not. And life was going, oh, no, no, no. You're not just going to lo- to focus on being a healer. You're also going to be an entrepreneur and you're going to get strong in doing that. This is what I love 
to work with healers on when I coach them in one-on-one sessions because we don't have to be like the starving artist mentality of, oh, I'm a healer, so I'm not really here to make money. That's what people do that are more like in the 3D material plane. No, not anymore. Because we help this world when we are properly resourced. So that brings me to another question for you healers out there since we're approaching the end of the first quarter of 2023, which is blowing my mind, really. Have you raised your rates lately? How are your rates reflecting what you're bringing to this world and how you value yourself? I'm going to leave that little question with you with a quick story about my cousin who lives out in Los Angeles. I've given her many, many energy healing sessions, lots of Reiki, lots of other kinds of therapies over the years. Well, she recently went and had a Reiki session and paid $500 for it in LA. And granted, LA has much higher overhead and cost of living, okay? But she had no problem paying $500 to go get 90 minutes of Reiki. And you know what? There's a good possibility that session was more valuable for her than all the sessions that I've given her because she was invested in it. When your clients value you in your time because you value you and you set your pricing at the type of level that shows your worthiness, they actually get more out of the session. I think that's amazing. I think it's unbelievable. And I want to do deep dives into that. Everything that I've talked about here today needs to be a deep dive. But these are little snippets of your day where I want to infuse you with support And I want to bring that to your attention in these times. I want you to be well-resourced. How do you feel about resources in your life? When you tap in to all the skills and all the healing gifts that you bring to your practice, do you feel well-resourced to help this world? This is my wish for you. This is why I'm here. And I want you to keep on healing and be successful. Thank you for tuning in.